1: Hello welcome back to the Road of His Overtime Podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And I'm joined, as always, by Sean Siegel. You can check all of Sean's work on rotaviz.com. Sean, we are drafting over at Underdog once again. It is the Mitten Returns. We are into, or oh, past the wildcard weekend, we are deep. We are moving deep into the NFL playoffs. We're going to draft a team here. Same format as we have talked about on previous Underdog shows. It is a situation where there is 10 rounds, there is six drafters so you get those 10 selections it goes really quick but it is a lot of fun the mitten is five dollars to enter and if, and if you're signing up over at underdogfantasy.com you can use the code rotavis to get yourself a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 dollars. sean what maybe are some of the things people should be looking out for if they are drafting if they are setting up lineups versus what maybe we were thinking about one week ago
2: well we've made it to the divisional round and the five True Super Bowl contenders are still alive. They dodged some bullets this past weekend. That means you have five viable quarterback plays. Only five of the six teams will get those quarterbacks. And so one team is going to be playing an upset path to the Super Bowl, to this grand prize. Only one of these six teams will advance. Then you'll go into a 12-team league where only one team will advance. The team obviously has to pick the right balance of upside, advance rate potential, and concentration through a specific scenario that will allow you to make it all the way through these three weeks and have the best team standing at the end. So we get back to that quarterback decision. The top three players in ADP right now, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, that doesn't come as a surprise. Those are the three favorites from reality perspective the 49ers do sneak in there and brock purdy continues to creep up and creep up and creep up his adp is around 10 which means that there are a pretty decent number of teams that are getting christian mccaffrey in round one and wrapping that back around to brock purdy in round two the flying the limit obviously is that if you have the sixth pick and you don't have the qb and you don't have christian mccaffrey it's going to be very difficult to not go with a little bit of a contrarian build. That's not even very contrarian, but just say, look, I've got to have a QB. The best player to go with this here is Debo Samuel. So you will see Debo Purdy at the turn, which means then the Christian McCaffrey manager is not going to get a QB to play off of that. So that portion then becomes tricky, especially with McCaffrey. You probably would like to have an AFC QB, but the only one that's not Among the big three, there is Trevor Lawrence. Do you like Trevor Lawrence to come through? So you can see the difficulty of selecting McCaffrey. You can see the difficulty of going with some of the other quarterbacks because the big difference between the first contest and now is that the running back depth is crushed. And the running backs that you're going to play through, McCaffrey, we discussed the QB problem there. Saquon Barkley, the other big star, he is not expected to advance past this game with the Eagles, so if you build a team around him, then uh, you're operating either from an upset standpoint, a contrarian standpoint, or you're operating just with the idea that I'm going to prioritize advance first, and then see what happens at the rest of the tournament, but the issues that we run into here, Kansas City Chiefs, you have Jarrett McKinnon, very expensive, that's something that you and I had to deal with in the draft that we're about to discuss, If you have the Bills, you have the two players there in James Cook and Devin Singletary. The nice thing there is that at least they're not super expensive. With the Bengals, you have Joe Mixon, who, number one, is bad, and number two doesn't really fit what they're trying to do going forward. We drafted a lot of Mixon in the first contest because he was so inexpensive going through this Bengals-oriented build. I don't know that that's quite as compelling at this point, especially with the offensive line issues that they're having now. You say, well, maybe they run the ball a little bit more in order to neutralize the pass rush, keep the defense honest. But the flip side of that is just that you don't keep your drives going because Mixon is not going to be someone who allows you to create the chunk plays necessary to score touchdowns. So I think you're going to have even more of a Jamar Chase and T. Higgins emphasis. And then the Philadelphia Eagles. You have Miles Sanders. He had an excellent season, finished slowly. Is he the right guy in the playoffs? Do you like his price when you're thinking about some of the guys you're going to have to pass up on? So all of those running backs have some mild positives in that hopefully they'll be with your team as it advances through to the Super Bowl. They obviously have some negatives because they're not stars. And in an individual week, they could be a player who knocks you out. One of the things that we're going to probably see is more running back scoring this coming week than we saw last week from the non- McCaffrey Eckler barkley players you're going to see some more running back scoring but also we're going to see some guy come out of nowhere not really out of nowhere but within these offenses but a player who seems like a thin play is going to be the guy who emerges and gets you through but the trade-offs then are it's difficult to build out the entire lineup so you're thinking about well how do I have a Super Bowl team it's still this idea of we want to play an AFC quarterback offset that with an NFC contender or vice versa But the other thing I think that we want to do is on the opposite side of the bracket as our QB, we probably would like to take the upset pick to go with the favorite pick. So if you're playing Patrick Mahomes and the Eagles, then you look at that other side with the 49ers and the Cowboys, and you take some Cowboys late to round out the team. You're trying to benefit from an upset and have both sides of the NFC game. Again, easier said than done. Column, take us away. How did our draft go?
1: Yes, we're going to jump into the draft, but Sean, you mentioned a couple of things there, and I think it is very important to try and strategize where you are moving with the draft, depending on how those opening rounds go and how you think the playoff scenarios may round out. It is a case where it's one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, or tight end, and then one flex with five bench spots. So, trying to round it out so you both have the upside of getting through this week, but also thinking about how you can advance over the next two weeks. I think that one out of twelve team spot, Sean in the conference championships is going to be a tough one to get through so planning ahead strategizing throughout and then trying to make that work with the adp and when we get into our team here we talk through some of the players and some of the picks i think that is where it's going to get quite interesting for us so we're going to pull up the team here look through. we did draw the 101 sean that gives us a situation where i, I did say this to you while we were drafting it sometimes it's, it's a little bit better if you get the 103 or the 104 where you can kind of take which player is left because you have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey going off the board in that order through five picks. Sometimes when you have to make that decision at the start, it obviously can be a little less value maybe that you get. But the other part is when you're drafting from the one spot, then it is that long wait to get back and hope that players do fall to you. But in this scenario, Sean, players did fall to us on a couple of uh, a couple of different occasions where it made a little bit of an interesting decision choice so we take Patrick Mahomes dream scenario there would be that Travis Kelsey would somehow miraculously make it back to you he doesn't he goes at the ninth spot then we are lucky enough to pair him up with his number one wide receiver and that is Jarek McKinnon at the 12th spot then we get Jamar Chase at 13 CeeDee Lamb at 24 that is the last pick of the fourth round and then Saquon Barkley so I mentioned some players Sean that did fall to us we go with Patrick Mahomes we have done a number of different teams that we've talked about over the the last couple of weeks a lot of them led by Christian McCaffrey who you mentioned when we were drafting is probably the best value off this first round best based on the scarcity of running backs in this format at this point there is obviously a lot of teams that we've done with the Bengals so a little bit of a different approach here we have gone with the Chiefs I guess the first pick is or the first question is with Patrick Mahomes there was there any other areas that you were thinking about going rather than going with the Chiefs in this one and how do you feel for people listening to the show maybe if they're drafting is that the kind of order you would go in terms of the quarterbacks I I think I would go with Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow but we have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts in this draft as the first four quarterbacks taken
2: now, I wanted to go with Patrick Mahomes both because it would be fun, obviously Chiefs fans, and because he has an easier path through the divisional round than does Josh Allen or obviously Joe Burrow as they match up against each other. You also have this opportunity to get the running back that you need in Jarrett McKinnon, even though you prefer to have a, a player who has a more locked-in workload at that price level. You also have the chance to build – across with the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think is just the perfect play. I mean, Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl, so hard to get away from that. In this draft, we can see the the tricky part of not taking the QB because Christian McCaffrey goes at the 105, but then at the turn, exactly like we discussed, Debo Samuel, Brock Purdy. One of the things that I saw last night that I think would just be so frustrating would be situations where the drafter at the turn actually went with an interesting play of – Stephon Diggs or Travis Kelsey I don't think that's the way to do it but you go Kelsey and Brown you can go Diggs and Brown and then before it gets back to the Christian McCaffrey drafter someone who had already taken a QB takes the second one again that's not the way to play it in any direction but it is something you have to watch out for it's not a guarantee that the other drafters will let Purdy fall to you even if they're not that player at the turn so watch out for that but here you have Debo Samuel Brock Purdy kind of like we expected The issue that you run into with the Jalen Hurts build that we see, you have this Hurts-Kelsey start. That part is perfect. But then if you don't take either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith with your second-round pick, then in many drafts, they're not going to get back to you. So that's the problem with Hurts. Joe Burrow, your problem is just that, you know, especially if you take Joe Mixon there, then Jamar Chase isn't going to get back. This drafter decided to then get their NFC side with Miles Sanders. T Higgins does come back around for them. So that part I think worked out really well. You have to like that build. The team that is off to the best start here is very clearly the Josh Allen team because they take AJ Brown one spot ahead of us and then Colin, the decision that we made and, and we discussed as we made it that it wasn't the right way to play it. We wanted to see how the team would turn out. We went ahead and passed on Devonte Smith, who's the clear cut pick at that spot in order to take Jamar Chase. Emphasize first round advance a little bit, but partly also just wanted to see how the team would look. If you don't experiment a little bit on some of these early drafts, and especially experiment for a show like this, so you could kind of talk through it with the listeners, then you lose out on some opportunities just to do that thoughtful portion of it. The thing that in some ways you could argue works out in our favor is that Dallas Goddard does not come back to the end of four. So we would not have been able to put the two Eagles together here. And again this this 101 i i don't like you mentioned the problems it has you would really prefer in this contest to have somewhere two through four as your pick you really don't want to be dealing with the five and six as many two through fours as possible i think is the way to go but then we take cd lamb saquon barkley i think you have to prioritize here despite the fact that the eagles are the favorites but especially as soon as we have passed on Devonte smith and we don't have the Eagles possibility anymore, the 49ers again, those players are going to be expensive. Now we're trying to put together a Chiefs build that emphasizes both of the upset plays. We're hoping that our path can go through one of them. We're gonna be heavy on Cowboys, heavy on Giants, and that part of the build ends up being really fun.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned some of the players that we got, you know, values that fell. Jamar Chase was one of those. You know, he's usually going in that mid-second round range, last to the first pick of the third round for us there. That was the part that made it really tough to pass up on Chase over Smith. But as you mentioned, it did work out because... Even though it is just six drafters in this, there is also the fact that there is only eight teams remaining. And if people are trying to stack up in different ways and target games in different scenarios, it is sometimes very, very hard to pair up those teams together. The other two players, Sean, that that happened with was C.D. Lamb and Saquon Barkley, who we took back-to-back. We were talking maybe four or five picks out. Dream scenario here is C.D. Lamb, Saquon Barkley, make it back to us. And that was exactly how that one did play out and um, before they went you mentioned dallas gallard went in the early fourth round then it's judy smith schuster t higgins james cook we get cd lamb saquon barkley so i think that worked out absolutely perfectly for us and then that was where the decision is made as to how this team is going to develop we went with the underdogs on the nfc side with saquon barkley cd lamb when it comes back in the sixth round at pick 36 that is the last pick off of the sixth yeah. round we go tony pollard or the Dallas Cowboys side of things. We also go again with the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz with that next pick, first pick off the seventh round. So that leaves us with CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, all off the Cowboys. So there is certain scenarios when you're playing through this. Again, the Cowboys and the Chiefs Super Bowl is really the way that we would be. If we go to win this, Sean, that is what needs to happen here in this scenario. And that would still allow us to have a, a full lineup based on the players that we would have available. We would also have two running back options in Tony Pollard and uh, Jerick McKinnon, if that was the option. We would have CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz. And in a moment, I'll mention here, we have McCall Hardman as an option uh, in the eighth round. Then we had Richie James, who's obviously a New York Giant. And then we went with Justin Watson. So we'd be able to fill those positional requirements between the Cowboys and the Chiefs. If it's not a Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl, this team is not winning uh, this contest. But the other part of it is, is, Sean, it's one of six here to advance this week. It's one of 12 next week. The interesting tidbit of that is you mentioned taking Patrick Mahomes because of the potential that they beat the Jaguars more so than being able to pick the winner off that Bengals and Bills game. And that means that with these teams, when teams get through next week, there is going to be some of these teams that make it through, but they're going to have no quarterback, and then they're going to struggle with some of those other positional allocations if it is heavily stacked with Bengals or Bills and that team gets through or actually the, the team advances i guess i'm trying to say but the actual nfl team doesn't make it to the conference championship so i think it's going to be interesting to see how that works out next week and obviously the the landing spot if you do get through is going to be there's going to be a bit of luck involved in that you may get you may get a slightly easier 12 team field to advance through. sean as we fill down through i mentioned tony pollard Dalton schultz mccall hardman richie james and justin watson Obviously Watson being a little bit more of a flyer. McCall Hardman hasn't been practicing so far this week. That's why he slid a little bit in this draft. But again, it may not be a case that he's a factor this week. It it could be that it is in that game next week or even in the Super Bowl if the team advanced. What are your thoughts on on how we filled out the roster here overall?
2: I like it. It would have been interesting at the 8-9 turn to have added a Jaguar to play, kind of bringing back this Chiefs, Jaguar shootout again to try and get through this first week so that our Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl, if it does happen, so we're still alive for it. Evan Ingram and Zay Jones go earlier in the eighth round. When you're trying to think through this, you need to be prepared for eight, nine, ten to be very thin and you need to know which deep flyers you like and which fit your particular build. You mentioned Justin Watson in the 10th round. His usage has been very minimal as of late, but he is a deep threat who can score touchdowns you can score multiple touchdowns one of the things that it's always hard to envision until it actually happens are some of these deep guys scoring obviously just last week you get players like cole beasley coming out of the woodwork isaiah mckenzie with the hamstring strain inactive beasley goes out there and scores those points valuable you have khalil shakir who would have had a big game if he doesn't drop the long pass Because he's so involved last week, he goes in the eighth round today to the Bills build. Again, that makes sense. Justin Watson, I don't think a lot thinner of a pick than some of these guys who go, you know, in the late eighth, especially if you're building through the Chiefs. So we have Hardman, we have Watson. The problem with building through the Chiefs, and it has a little, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, and the guys become a little bit less expensive. But other than Travis Kelsey, you know that anything could happen. And so you can't really count on another player to be a foundation portion of it. That's one of the reasons why Juju Smith-Schuster in the fourth round, I think, is tough. I mean, could he be healthy now with this bye week to rest? He's had the concussions during the season. We know that his lower body is always banged up. He hasn't been explosive recently. He did go through that stretch early in the season where he had a couple of games with some run after the catch. But when you're looking at Juju in the fourth, in the early fourth, and CeeDee Lamb, Saquon Barkley in the four or five turn, because obviously the differences in the likelihood of those teams advancing, we're still looking to play as much as possible through the best players and to make sure our scenarios work at the same time. Balance those two things. I wouldn't have been that excited about Juju at the four or five turn, even with our Patrick Mahomes, because then we would end up too heavy on Chiefs and not have enough explosive players to go with him. Again, that's not to criticize that pick. That's a pick on the Jalen Hurts team where that's building an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl theory. You want Juju Smith Schuster with that, but that allows some talents that we like to fall to us. You mentioned that we needed to have the Chiefs. Cowboys super bowl there is also this possibility that if both teams spring the upset in the nfc and that's obviously not particularly likely but then you have giants cowboys in the nfc championship game especially if that game shoots out and we get a large number of points from barkley and preferably richie james but the cowboys players could score their team could lose we could be into the finals with a chiefs giants team that team would also look good with st quad barkley and would be easily able to put together a full lineup because we do have hardman and watson one of the things we would love to see for this team is for hardman to practice later in the week and be a focal point we've discussed Kadarius tony as being the gadget player extraordinaire but especially with the downfield components of this roster with mvs struggling so much Hardman and Tony could both be very involved. Hardman, obviously, more experienced in the offense, a guy that they drafted and like and still are emotionally invested in making him look good. If he's healthy, which it doesn't appear that he is, but if he's healthy, he's someone who could get a lot of manufactured touches, including touches around the goal line. You'd like to see that element on this particular build.
1: Yeah, one other player that we did talk a little bit about, but he did go before I got back to our pick, was Kadarius. Tony would have fit this build a little bit, but that was in the range then where we... Go ahead and get Tony Pollard. He went in the early sixth round to pick 31 in this one. Just let people listening in who maybe aren't watching this on YouTube, obviously you can subscribe to the Rotovies YouTube channel. You'll be able to see the visual aspect of this as well if you are interested. But the players that are going in those last three rounds you mentioned being able to pivot to which players are off interest but by ADP and how this all played out in this draft it is Evan Ingram, Michael Gallup, Quez Watkins, Zay Jones, Khalid Shakir, McCall Hardman, Richie James, Ezekiel Elliott, some P. Ryan, Boston Scott, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darius Slayton, Ray Ray McLeod, Sky Moore, Cole Beasley, Joanne Jennings, T.Y. Hilton and Justin Watson. We probably would have took Sky Moore over Justin Watson if that had a lasted back to us he went a couple of picks early but those are the kind of players that are available in those last three rounds so it does dry up extremely quickly particularly from round seven onwards so just something to be thinking about if you are drafting these teams it it is a case as well 32nd clock plan ahead get those players started get them added to your queue to be able to make those decisions on the fly as you need to do so but this is a fun team sean we are really again when when you're doing multiple teams you're able to to do some unique things if you're drafting one team it may be a little bit more challenging to go with a lineup like this but playing those scenarios of how it could help you advance and how the teams could progress to then give you those options for full lineups as the contest contest progresses what we're looking for here I, you you were right to point out the giant side of it if we get a giants cowboys upset this weekend that is the nfc championship and if we get the uh bells losing to the Bengals. That would also give us Jamar Chase going against those Chiefs. So uh if that could happen, Sean, that would be pretty much the dream scenario there for us as a, a Chiefs versus Bengals AFC matchup and a, a Giants and Cowboys NFC matchup. But you know, stranger things have happened. We'll see how it plays out over the course of the next week or so. Enjoy the games this weekend there's potentially a bonus ot show but probably not if we don't get them make sure you are subscribed to the road of his overtime podcast but also to the stealing bananas podcast you'll get that content coming with sean and ben over there fantastic stuff every single week but that is going to do it for today's show until we are back have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and roto Radio. Please rate and review the roto Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at roto Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to roto with a discount through the Roto-Viz Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?